0: Hey, Peter. Uh, yeah, who are you? I don't <laughs> it's, recognize It's you. me, uh, Adam. Oh, hey, Adam. Magical Adam from Disney World. Hey, is it cold in here? It, it's a little <laughs> cold in here. Because I notice you have the jazz car on. I do. Mm. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast for the first time in a while back at you together again.
1: Yeah, you look a little nervous. Are you forgetting your lines so far? I have no <laughs> idea what we're
0: doing anymore. I've been away for so Those long. Those Mickey
1: Mouse ears, I don't understand. I that was that away day. before that. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. You
0: made it seem like it was It was such a big deal. I got a
1: lot. I, my my uh, efficiency on how many digs I got in on you on my little solo episodes, I was very proud of that. You
0: even took it to the YouTube comments section.
1: Hey, man. You know, it's
0: ridiculous. I,
1: I bring the battle to them. I don't wait for it to come to me.
0: I had to go there, and you know how uncomfortable that makes me.
1: Well, you, you, know, you just didn't know where the commenting was uh, on the page. I actually <laughs> didn't.
0: I had to go check it out. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we're back into it now. We're back into it. And you are back. You were just in New York for a couple of days.
1: Yes, yes. And I think that uh, we may talk about that in this is uh this week in jazz right we're a little off schedule but we decided to push it up to, to, to today right yeah
0: it's our monthly edition of this week in jazz and <laughs> <laughs> or bi-monthly bi-monthly <laughs> or whatever however we feel like it however much jazz news can be accumulated right to right. have an episode we'll, right. we'll do it
1: i actually had a had a request that we start talking about some actual utah jazz basketball news but i don't know if that'll bring us <laughs> i'm down man I'm so. <laughs> they've been playing really good so you know they were good Fifteen years ago, I was going to say, is
0: Karl Malone still on the no, team? No, Karl
1: Malone is not there. John Dang. Stockton, there's there's pick and rolls, but neither one of them is involved. But w- but we have so much news actually this week. Yeah. that this is a big week in the kind of jazz industry. Well, I know you were part of a jazz congress. I was as although the federal government is, is currently shut down, the <laughs> jazz government is doing is up and operating. Is not it, shut down. It never closes. It the never jazz closes. Government. Yeah, so the jazz congress, I believe this is the second annual. It is. Um uh, occurred at Lincoln Center in New York the, the actually yes the, the last two days and um, we I was attending representing Open studio and was part of a panel discussion on online. Jazz education that was uh, along with the representative from Manhattan School of Music, Stefan Harris, uh, the head of the jazz program, and uh, Amanda Monaco, a wonderful guitarist from Berkeley, cool. who has done some amazing um, online videos for Berkeley. And um, they let our little ragtag operation in on they this. They did. We slipped in, and uh, no, we had a great time and met a bunch of nice people. And also, I attended some some really informative. Um, Jazz congressional events <laughs> as well.
0: Did you guys pass any resolutions or any laws? Anything?
1: W- went and, I did see Wenton walking in one of the back halls with a gavel yeah. and a robe, but he was a little sheepish about actually putting them on so <laughs> by the
0: way our our friends over at uh, jazz memes yes did a whole jazz meme thing on the jazz congress yeah. and they've banned i don't know if you heard this but the jazz congress banned jazz scarves
1: oh did they yeah <laughs> is that but that was done after because it was cold it was cold
0: <laughs> i saw a lot of jazz scarves that's not even a jazz scarf a jazz scarf has to be much brighter in color <laughs> right right yeah
1: i feel like jeff goldblum we got to find some pictures of him uh, for jazz definitely scarf. has some great jazz scarves. yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. Well,
0: uh, yeah, let's talk about the Jazz Congress, because uh, like you said, this is the second one. I remember when this happened last year, too. It's an interesting idea. It seems so conservative in, in the you know uh, in, in the realm of jazz, which is... Oh, and it
1: was. In, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did yeah. I say that? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it just seems like the idea seems conservative and institutional in a music that traditionally has not been, but I know that's kind of Lincoln Center's thing is to Institutionalize it, you know, on the level of classical music or, or something well, like that. Well, on
1: several le- levels, it fe- felt institution. It was in an institution, and while I was there, I felt like I was in prison. So I felt institutionalized. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No it, was,
0: <laughs> no, it was nice for them to have us there and, and have some. Uh, yeah, no, it really was, yeah. actually.
1: And look, this is the thing. This is the, we've talked about this before, the, the double edged sword. Um, of institutionalizing this music. Uh, I mean, we need to do it in order to push things forward. And look, we here at Open Studio and possibly even here at the You'll Hear it podcast, we, we've possibly been uh, accused of this ourselves because, I mean, we've kind of institutionalized things anytime we say, okay, here's a course yeah. and this is the way to do it. And yeah. This is what we believe. Yeah,
0: we're not, we're not, we don't have clean hands on this issue at all. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, I have to say that, um, you, you know, well, for one thing, Jazz and Lincoln Center did not – they hosted it, but they really let in a lot of different ideas. It was not um, as, uh, you know, as, as banning of ideas as it may have seemed, even if you looked at the list. And the, and the, and the general attitude, and I talked to several of their – Kind of, you know, uh, representatives of <laughs> representatives in Congress, you know, and really their attitude was about they want to get more people involved in this. It's open to everybody, and yeah. it's, it's and it's young still. So I think yeah. people shouldn't be afraid. I mean, we're look, we're going to tease it because this is a podcast, and we, and we are. Um, we, we want people to love us basically and to listen to no, us. No, but, but big indiv-
0: big institutions, you know, always could use a little bit of ribbing. Always yeah. could use a little bit of a uh, shade thrown on them. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, I was Senator Kareem Abdul-Jabbar there. I think I saw a picture of him. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. Was he there? Yeah, I think he gave a keynote. Well, he's so easy to miss in Man, a crowd. Man, he's such a great. That, that's like my number one favorite jazz fan is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you hear him talk about anything. He's well, great. you know, it's interesting with the Lincoln Center thing because I've been reading um, Nate Shinn's great book playing changes. Yes. Um, I got to read that. You got to check it out, yeah. man. And and I encourage all of our listeners to check it out. It's Could all you about
1: hurry up and finish it. So you can give me
0: your car. I will I'll give you, I have a, I have a used hardcover that I'll give you oh, wow. for okay. sure. Uh, it's what, you know what the great thing, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but what I'm loving about it is, you know, in the era of Spotify, I can just like read and listen and read and listen to what, to what he's uh, writing about, but yep. it's all about jazz in the 21st century, but he kind of starts. Um, explaining what happened at the end of the previous century w- mm. with you and your generation of folks in the 90s, the Young Lions generation. Oh. Yeah, but even before that, with the kind of the start of jazz at Lincoln Center and that mm. that first institutionalization of jazz. And, you know, what I think we take for granted, especially if folks were a little skeptical of this kind of institution, is that jazz was not given... It, the do even up to the 80s right. that it deserved. That's right. From a lot of the artistic institutions, yes. including Lincoln Center, and it took someone like Winton, who happens to be a phenom at both jazz and classical music, right. for someone to say, "Well, if you do it, we'll we'll will consider, you know, doing this thing of of putting it in the concert halls." Right. because um, it wasn't really there on the same level as the classical stuff. Yeah. And we know it deserves to be there musically. I mean, a lot of different kinds of music sure. have deserved that same kind of respect but it's interesting to read about you know hearing the the old critics or the old guard in the in the 80s in the early yeah. 80s when this was going down talk
1: about jazz in a way that's like oh no one would ever talk about jazz like that anymore you right. know what i mean well and i think too and i don't know if, if Nate gets into this much in the book but i was reminded at the jazz congress in in uh, one of the one of the sort of keynote panel discussions that Winton was involved in that i saw at at his ability to um make an institution, and and to bring jazz in as cool as possible as you can within an institution. That's true, and probably cooler. And hipper than anything's ever been brought into a Lincoln Center or a Kennedy Center or, or a Congress or whatever. He's really good at that. I mean, he did pull out, like, a three-page typed-up diatribe on, on like, the science behind what is swing and what, is it, what isn't. But he even made that kind of cool when he went – I mean, everybody was like, no, you didn't, I mean, like, when he pulled this page out. And no one else had, like, printed things. But, I mean, even that, I mean, it's kind of a hip way that he does it so – you know, hats off to him to. And you know what he said something. And this, I was just trying to look up the name of it. It was called Jazz, Swing, Race, and Culture. And I know if you want, I believe you can either already look at it. It's or It's still on be the
0: a, the Jazz at Lincoln Center Facebook page. I watched it the other day. Okay. very very interesting. Uh, Winton Christian McBride, yeah. uh, Terry, Lynn Carrington, Terry Lynn Carrington, Nicholas Payton, Nicholas Payton, Nicholas Payton someone else, Myra too. Melford, Myra Melford, Melford, who I didn't know her music, but it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And um, it was moderated by, oh, and Christ, you say Christian McBride, right? I said Christian. But Andre Guest. Yeah, it was moder- moderated by our friend Andre. Friend Andre. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job. But, I mean, Winton said something uh, that uh, during that that panel discussion that I think was great. He said, look, we're going to disagree on different things, and that's healthy. Yeah. That's, what, that's healthy from the music. So I think people don't give him enough credit for bringing in diverse opinions. And, you know, what he said was, you know, we're all trying to— get to the same thing which is get jazz out there now some people don't even agree if the word jazz should be used They were on that panel so that was another interesting kind of thing but I mean, there really was, in general, a very good feeling about like we're all here for the music, and it was fun to be around just so many people that I kind of knew, and I was like, hey, how you, you know, a lot of musicians, a lot more musicians than I was expecting, so that was really nice to see musicians part of the process, it's, not just like industry folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love them
0: too. Well, I'm, so I'm going to Jen this yeah. week, and I think by the time this airs, I'll have been back to Jen. Yes, but I there's going to be a lot of musicians, but also a lot of industry folks. So yep. I'll let you know how that goes.
1: Exactly. I think it's gonna be a lot of the same people. I mean, a bunch of people. Yeah. Will, uh, it's. I think it's bigger. I think Jen is bigger probably so it's gonna be more people
0: can I get your congressman uh, credentials yes I, I yeah know? of course I don't course. know if that carries any weight at Jen but it's jazz <laughs> well, it may it may yeah
1: so I well I look forward to hearing about that yeah and I guess we should say in case this does maybe they will be heard around the time of Jen folks could stop by and see you right yeah because you're in open studio and all things um you'll hear it as well
0: yeah if this does get aired before <laughs> yeah. come by and see us at the open studio booth and uh, we have some, fr- some good free stuff, swag and whatnot, deals. Oh, really? Yeah, offers. This by any chance? We might have some t-shirts. You'll hear a t-shirt. Yeah, some okay. stickers. But, uh, you know, so getting back to that discussion on swing and race and yeah. everything between Winton and, and those heavy, heavy cats that yeah. were on that panel. You know, I watched most of it, and, and it's honestly interesting to hear everybody's uh, – these are all obviously incredible, legendary musicians. Yeah. And they even they disagree to an extent yeah. on swing. And that just shows you what swing is and isn't. Yeah. And that it is not definable no matter how many pages of <laughs> <laughs> definition. I know. Yeah, you know, it really isn't because it means something different to everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think two things and and you know, in, in one hour or whatever it was discussion, you, you're never gonna get to the bottom of all this. But there was really, you know, as it pertains to swings specifically, there was two different issues, as I recall, that were sort of being debated or or, or you know, presented. And that is is it jazz if it doesn't have swing in it? There mm-hmm. was that that was touched upon. And then there was the what is swing and what constitutes swing. And what was cool was the different panelists did have a, a, a divergence of opinions and a diversity of opinions on what swing was. There was there, there was an agreement that it, they came from. Dun, 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 dun. From the 6-8. Yeah. yeah. But then somebody brought up a great point. I think it might have been Nicholas that, you know, Early New Orleans jazz, and even when we're talking about like King Oliver and um, Jelly Roll Morton and early Louis Armstrong, no one could say that wasn't swinging, but that actually didn't have that, that beat. rhythm. Yeah, it maybe it yeah. had a precursor to it, but there's other origins. But after they got into it, it was kind of like. Somebody said, I think Christian said, you know, he's so good at kind of summarizing things. And he was just like, well, it's a lot easier to talk about what's not swinging than what is swinging. Yeah. And that's true. That is true. That is so true. you, it swing is like you
0: know it when you hear it. you yeah. know? you and, it, and maybe that's different for – or that is a spectrum for, for different people for that. But yeah. it is one of those things. You definitely know it when you don't hear it. Yeah. Like yeah. you definitely
1: know when something is not swinging. And I think that they – they didn't get into this, but I was – I realized like how much – an important part of jazz and and you know jazz industry and musicians and people that really know the music and either play it or are critics of it or whatever is that we're kind of tastemakers in music in general and people look to us in that way and I heard that from some other people that were there that were not as much a part of the jazz world. But but are kind of you know a little bit part of it, and so when we get into a thing, you know, when Christian will say, well, like James Brown, that's swinging to me because he loves it so much, and he can hear the connection. I mean, is it technically if you put it into an algorithm that analyzes the six eight feel or whatever, swinging? No. Yeah. But but it's it's all about that spirit of it. So the the swing and jazz and creative music. I think that there is a, a bigger umbrella. Christian said a term in another panel when they were talking about Newport Jazz Festival that I love, which is jazz adjacent. <laughs> so and this is the thing. Jazz Congress, and to Jazz Lincoln Center's credit, they allowed that to be said Aj- many times. He was talking about, because you know he's the artistic director, yeah. and they were saying that him and, and some of the other people that decide who's going to be on the program, they talk about, well, we have jazz, and then we have jazz adjacent. Jazz adjacent. Yeah. Like, you can't go f- totally away from jazz. Hold on, jazz. i got to write that <laughs> down. You know, because there was a big, you know, one of the first... Uh, uh, headliners that he booked Two years ago When he first got the gig Was The Roots Yeah And everyone's like That's not jazz Even George Ween Was just like This is gonna kill the festival Come on You know But he also had You know uh, Who was who was George Ween Talking about Was it Ray Oh, um, Chuck Berry, St. Louis's own Chuck Berry. Definitely not 1968, jazz. Yeah, yeah, he got a lot of flack for that. But yeah. it's jazz adjacent. Jazz adjacent, for sure. <laughs> and that's super interesting. Hey,
0: and for all our Open Studio members, if you're like an all-access past member, if you have yep. access to Christian's course here, yes. he actually has an episode called Different, or a lesson called Different Grooves, where he breaks down Bootsy Collins, I think it's oh. a Bootsy Collins bass line, yep. yep. on a James Brown tune and talks about its relationship to jazz yes. and swing and, and how it fits in, its it's really fascinating to hear him talk about anything, I know. especially that.
1: Well, and highly recommend, and it was great being there, too, because I got so much great feedback from members. And also, you'll hear it, fans. A bunch you, of,
0: there you'll hear it, fans, man, at the Congress? Are
1: you, they, they, absolutely. They slipped Ooh, in the back door. But of course. Yeah. No, a lot of awareness. Scoundrels. So that, was, that was fun. People really loving it um people are bored out there i guess <laughs> no, no no people are loving it and but no that's it's a great point you make too the christian mcbride i think all our courses can be of interest if you're not um playing that specific instrument but christian's especially because he's just talking about music yeah let's talk about some music so you know? great to hear yeah yeah and of course it's bass centered but um the all access pass is shameless plug a great way to get into that definitely
0: yep it's a Dare I say, a magical way. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still <laughs> reeling from my Disney experience. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back.
1: It's a small world after it's all. It's not quite as
0: crowded in here as it was at Disney.
1: Is uh, Space Mountain still open?
0: It is. We I, I took my, uh, my nine-year-old daughter on Space Mountain.
1: Fun fact, uh, little Peter Martin, at age four, I believe, was one of the first... Um, uh, riders of Space Mountain. You're kidding. 1974, 1975. Age four? I think so. That's
0: young yeah. to go on Space I Mountain, w- man. That young. is a crazy scary ride even right now. It's all in yeah, the dark. I'm and...
1: still terrified. I still hate my parents sure. because of that. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Opening weekend. Opening yeah. weekend. Um, I don't know if you know this while you were gone on vacation in sunny Florida, but uh, we are officially... Five star podcast. Now. Wait, did wait, you know wait,
0: wait, wait! So we <laughs> yeah. lost two stars.
1: Is what we kind of did. Well, with our with our listeners, <laughs> big shout out to YouTube, um, and well, no, those are the watchers. Actually. Yeah, well, I was, I was talking about <laughs> listeners. Big shout out to 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 the podcast listeners. Uh, we've always been seven stars, of course, yes. officially in the hearts, uh, of our, in the hearts yeah.
0: of our of our, our glorious with listeners. With the yeah.
1: continuing breaking breakage of the Apple reviewing system, we're only five stars. But but before this, we were always like four point nine. And this is actually something I'm very proud of for us. I don't even know if we've talked about it. We've had a number like over 100 ratings and reviews. 107. Is, uh, oh, okay. So you do. You're up on this. <laughs> I might. I might follow closely. <laughs> um. So we had. That's a lot of reviews for our, an 11 month old podcast. And every single one of them. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has been five stars. Although many of them were actually seven stars because they added the two stars in the yeah in the description. But Steve Jobs would let that count. Steve but Jobs, the guy, not you know, happening. He's R.I.P. Steve. Yeah. SJ. So, um, yeah, five stars officially on the Apple system. Except one person early on gave it one star. Was that you? No, that was was that you, Andrew? No. Okay, it wasn't, wasn't. I think Andrew? it was probably my parents. It, <laughs> they might have been a mistake. It <laughs> might have been a mistake. But because of that one one star review, we'd always been in that four point nine. But now we finally pushed it over with enough five and seven star reviews that were officially five star reviews.
0: So, it, buddy. So thank you guys it.
1: so much for that, and uh, thank you to the haters for not putting any reviews you just stay away which is what we like and um, I don't know is there anything else we got? That's it. So you'll hear it.